Good evening, church. Why don't we stand together? Come on. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. All right, come on. Let's gonna lift our voices. Troubles me. 
Thank you, Lord, that you're always by our side, that you would never leave us. Thank you, Jesus. Leaving God our Father, I believe. 
declaration that is. I believe in God the Father. I believe in Christ the Son. And I believe in the name of Jesus. Oh, church, that you would just proclaim that in this place. That it's not just a song that you sing, but that you know it. And as we sing this next song, that you would understand that because of all those things, he is worthy of your praise. Oh, he is so worthy.
Lord, that is our prayer. Fill us tonight. Fill us with your Holy Spirit presence. Bring a purging in our life. Take out all those things that, Lord, bring offense to you or to others. That, God, our life would be a reflection of the powerful love of Jesus. That, Father God, our life would radiate the love of Christ, the compassion of God, the forgiveness of God, the redemption of God. That our lives would tell the gospel story just by the way we live. People would say, I know there's something different about you. You have joy in the midst of despair. You have peace in the midst of turmoil. You have love in the midst of hate, anger, and bitterness. Oh God, pour out your spirit. Let people receive your forgiveness tonight. Let people forgive tonight. Let them, Father God, release people as they are released. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Oh, Father in heaven, I pray for a moving of your spirit in this room and everyone online. No matter where they are, that they could experience the overwhelming power and goodness of heaven. The overwhelming power and goodness of God. Father God, heal the sick. There's people battling diseases, Lord, heart disease, kidney disease, people battling back aches and back pain, migraines, fibromyalgia. They're battling COVID. They're battling, Father God, diseases that, Lord, they need your touch. The doctors have done what they can, but now, Lord, we need what only you can do, restore and heal. Father God, we pray for our city, our county and state. We pray for our country and this world. God, I pray that you would end this coronavirus and now this Omicron and Lord, any other ailment that is floating around this world in the name of Jesus, put it under your foot and crush it. Father God, bring freedom and deliverance. Bring healing and restoration. Father God, we love you. We're believing that, God, you're going to do something supernatural to set people free tonight. God, we're praying for freedom to break every chain that binds us. Father God, to set us free. Because, Lord God, you literally say that because of you, we are free. Father God, I pray that everyone experience that here and online and wherever they might be. Lord, we welcome you. We bless you. And we pray in the mighty name of our King, Jesus Christ, the risen King. And all of God's people shout out, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Sing the chorus again. Sing it out again. Sing it to the King of Kings.
right now, if you need prayer and you're overwhelmed by something, I want you to raise your hand and hold it up if you need prayer. And those of you standing around that person, I want you to go up to them and put your hand on their shoulder. You're not going to talk about anything. You're just going to stand in the gap with them. So go lay your hand on their shoulder. Look around and see who's got their hand up. Go pray with them. Somebody needs to be with those people. Don't let them stand there alone. So if you see someone with your hand up, we got some back here. Go stand with them. Start believing with them. Ask God to touch them. Father, in Jesus Christ's name, we're believing for a supernatural move of your spirit. Father, touch our body. Touch our mind. Touch our spirit. Father, it all begins, Father God, in the renewing of the mind. Renew our mind. Lord, you know the physical challenges that we're facing. I know the ones that I am. Heal our bodies. And Father God, we pray for our families. Touch our family. The believer and the unbeliever. Strengthen their faith. Anoint them and bless them. Encourage my brothers in this room. Those online, we reach our hand out to you. We ask that God minister to you. To touch you in Jesus' name. And God's people said amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Let's just believe God to do something amazing. Amen. I think you saw on the screen how you can give. But we have giving boxes at all the entrance. You could give online with our app or text to give. And we appreciate your faithfulness. I want to remind you, not this Friday, but next, we're doing a food distribution, so we need your help. But this Saturday, calling all men, we're having men's breakfast. And uh, we're going to have something real special. In addition to stuff we make, one of the brothers is making, uh, how do you pronounce it, crepes? Crepes? Is that? Crepes? Crepes. We're going to have crepes. Not grapes, but crepes. It's just a fancy egg omelet type thing, and it's amazing. And, and bacon, and, and we're just going to have a lot of good stuff. So get here. We start cooking at 7.30 in the morning, 7 o'clock, and so we need you here. Uh, we eat by 9 o'clock. We clean up and leave by 10. So I hope your ladies will let your man come and men show up. It's a great, great time. Bring fixings with you. They'll cook it up. And if not, just show up. Amen? want to remind you also, at the end of the month, on Friday, the last Friday of this month, we are having the uh, Men of Honor Men's Conference. And it's going to be out at New Covenant Church on Paseo del Norte. The very next day, and that night also, is Parents' Night Out. So parents... Our children's department is offering free babysitting for you to go out on a date or go shopping or just get in the car and cruise and go have a hot dog at the doghouse and a root beer float and don't tell the kids. And uh, just go out and have a good time. It's going to be from 6, I think 5.30 or 6, till 9 o'clock. So that's going to be in the children's department. And then Saturday... 
the last Saturday of the month, the 29th, uh, the youth are having a rummage sale. So if you want to get rid of your rummage, of your garbage, uh, <laughs> other people's junk is another people's treasure. So I really pray that you will release some of that for the youth so that they can raise the money they need to go to convention. All right, let's get into the Word, guys. I've been doing this series that's called Discovering Yourself. I was saying the other day, last week when I kicked it off, that a lot of times we don't even know who we are anymore. And we lie so much about who we are that we don't even remember our lies. Someone said one time, if you're going to be a liar, you better have a good memory. Because some of us are lying and going through life lying, and then you don't even know you're lying. So your lies, you're believing your own lies, and you literally believe you are doing or have done the things you lied about. And there's no even truth to it. Look, there's a guy in our city that swears up and down, I went to high school with him at Rio Grande High School. I graduated from Isleta High School in El Paso, Texas. But he goes, no, man, we went to high school together. And I go, okay, okay, I'm not going to argue with you anymore. So as far as he's concerned, I graduated from Rio Grande High School. But I did not. I graduated from Isleta High School in El Paso, Texas. But see, sometimes people believe it so much that they start believing their lie. And then before you know it, you start being bound by the things you're lying about. You get bound and you get enchanged and you get enslaved to your lies and you get enslaved by the things that are on you and around you. And before you know it, you're bound by these things and they've got you tied up. And tonight I want to talk about breaking the ties that bind you. To breaking them because Jesus Christ has given us the power to break those chains that other people have put on you or you have put on you or just life put on you. But I'm telling you, you don't have to live bound anymore. You don't have to live enslaved anymore. You don't have to live encompassed by this demon anymore because Jesus wants to set you free. He wants you to live free and to be happy. And to be happy. Some of you don't know how to be happy anymore. The joy of the Lord is our strength. It's not happiness, it's joy. It's knowing that no matter what I'm going through, what I've gone through, or what I'm going to go through, my Jesus is right by my side. He doesn't leave me alone. That's joy. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, it says, God has united you with Christ Jesus. For our, for our benefit, God made him to be wisdom itself. Christ made us right with God. He made us pure and holy, and he freed us from sin. I'm telling you, this is so true, but so powerful, but it's the truth of it is what you have to grab a hold of, the truth of it, that he has made us pure and holy, and he's freed us from sin. Now, we don't feel very pure and holy sometimes because sometimes we still short-circuit and have some weird thinking, amen? At least I know I do. Sometimes I go, God, where did that come from? I haven't thought like that in years. Father, forgive me, and Satan, get out of here. Go to hell where you belong. Where did that thought come from? 
because sometimes Satan still tries to mess with you and try to derail you from the path he has, God has placed you on. And he's put us on a path to live for his glory. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 says, For the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Be free. Be free. John, 3, uh, John 8, 36 says, So if the Son sets you free, what does it, what does it say? You are truly free. You are free indeed. You are free. When are you going to start living free? God has freedom for you. He has freedom and life and deliverance. Yet we continue to live with the chains on us that bind us. The chains that have us. The chains that hold us. So number one, if you really want to break the chains that bind you, if you really want to break the ties that hold you, if you want to really break free, number one, you've got to realize that your willpower can't do it alone. Some people think, I have strong willpower. Not strong enough. I'm a strong person. Not strong enough. On your own, you cannot do it. On your own, you cannot do it. That's why we literally have a crutch. Some people say, I don't need a crutch. Let me tell you what. Every single person needs a crutch, and that crutch is Jesus Christ. You need to lean on him. You need to fall on him. You need to stand up on him. You need to embrace yourself and brace yourself with him because on your own, you are not strong enough. Oh, you might be strong, but not that strong. You might have strong willpower, but not strong enough. That's why you fall, and that's why you sin, and that's why you end up where you started, because you end up keep going back to the foolishness and back to the thing, because you're not strong enough to break free. Satan is stronger than you. He's not stronger than God. And greater is he, greater is God, greater is the Holy Spirit who is in me than the devil who's in this world, but he's not, but you're not stronger than him. And that's what happens. A lot of people think that I got willpower. I got willpower. Let me tell you something. That willpower is only going to get you so far. And then all of a sudden you're going to collapse and you're going to fall. And then you're going to wonder, why do I keep falling? Why do I keep collapsing? Because you can't do it on your own. We need Jesus Christ. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the power of God. We have to trust in him. We have to lean on him. We have to give him our life, but then totally depend on him. Look what it says in the book of Romans chapter 7, verse 18 and 19. Paul is talking to the Romans there and he says, And I know that nothing good lives in me. Listen to that. Nothing good lives in us. That is, in my sinful nature. So he's talking about the sinful nature. He's not talking about us because, you know what, overall we're pretty good people. But there is no such thing as a good person except God. Because all of us are battling that sinful nature. And he goes, and I want to do what is right, but I don't. I can't. Verse 19. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. Doesn't that sound like you? I know there's times that I'm like, what's wrong with me? I didn't mean to have that attitude. What's wrong with me? Why do I have that attitude? And I, I didn't mean to 
lose my temper like that, yet you lose your temper. I didn't mean to gossip, yet you gossip. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to, I didn't fill in the blank. Whatever you do, whatever you go back to, it's, he's saying, man, you don't want to do it, but you find yourself doing it. The thing you want to do, live righteous, holy, and pure, you mess up. He goes, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you is that your sinful nature is stronger than you. It's stronger than your willpower. Satan wants to take you down. Jesus said it straight out. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Don't you understand? He wants to take you down. Don't you understand? He wants to destroy you. Don't you understand? He wants to make your life miserable. Why are you allowing him to? Why are you saying, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Beat me up, beat me up. Treat me like garbage. That's okay. I'm fine with it. No, we're not fine with it. Yet, we keep going back, going back, going back. We need to be free. Let God come into your life to break those chains that bound you, those things that have you bound, the things that are holding you. You've got to confess and say, God, I can't do it on my own. My willpower is not enough. I need a higher power. I need the only higher power. I need the only higher power that can break and beat Satan, and that's Jesus Christ our Lord through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's my higher power, and that's who I'm going to lean on. But yet we dabble with all kinds of stuff. And we do all kinds of weird stuff. Hey, well, yeah, 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 you have Jesus, but come over here and have him pray over you and drink this tea and then go bury this little necklace and, and wear this in and we'll do, do that and do... No! Trust Jesus! Put your hope in the Lord! Well, then if you do this and if you do that and, and if you light a candle every day and you put Vicks on it every day and you... And it's like, my goodness, what's wrong with us? We get under all those remedios, all these remedies. Jesus Christ is the remedy from beginning to end. He's the Alpha, the Omega. He is it all. He's more than enough. Yet we dabble and dabble and dabble. We need to realize and we need to confess and we need to say, I can't do it. My willpower is not strong enough. We need to be straight out honest. Satan is stronger than me, but he's not stronger than Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ, I need you, I want you, I have you, and I'm going to exercise you. I'm going to use you in my life. I'm going to stand up against the wild schemes of the devil. Devil, you have no authority. Go to hell where you belong. Quit speaking into my ear because I'm only going to listen to one voice. I know my shepherd and he knows me. I know his voice and he knows mine. So, Father, I'm crying out to you. I need you to protect me. I need you to shield me. I need you to watch over me. God, I need you right now. Let him fill you. Let him power, empower you. Let him pour out his spirit into you. Let him give you what you need. Let him give you what you've desired. Quit half-stepping it. Quit thinking you could do it on your own. Oh, I could do it. I could do it. I could do it. If you could have done it, if you could do it, you would have done it by now. You need to be free. You need to be free. Second thing we need to do, if we're going to take off these chains that bind us, we need to realize that you've got to trust God to give you the power to be free. 
You really need to come to that realization, though. I have to trust God to give me the power to be free. I can't do it on my own. I already admitted that, but now I'm going to trust you, God. I'm going to put my whole hope in you. I'm going to put my trust in you. I'm going to lean into you. I'm going to cry out to you. I'm going to believe in you, and I'm going to believe that you're going to set me free. I believe that you can do it. You already have done it. You're doing it now, and you're going to keep doing it tomorrow. Because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is victory. So God, why am I defeated? Why do I let the devil come in to God's house and take me down? Because we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Why do we let him come into our body, our mind, and our soul and tell us that it's just a big hype and it's a bunch of lies? Satan, you're the liar. You're the father of lies. And go back to the lake of fire where you belong. Because God, I'm going to put my hope and trust in you. I'm going to lean into you. I'm going to believe you. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to give you my all in all. Paul talks about it in Romans chapter 8. He talks about it in verse 35 through 38. He says, can anything else separate us from God's love? Can anything He goes, does that mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or are hungry or are destitute or are in danger or are threatened with death? Does that mean God's not with us? He says, as the scripture says, for your sake, we we are killed every day. We're like being slaughtered like sheep. He goes, but no, don't you understand it? No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory, overwhelming victory, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loves us. He's telling us that's where we get the victory. And I am convinced, verse 38, that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life. Neither angels nor demons. Neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. Do you hear that? He's saying, I am proclaiming this because I believe it. It's a proclamation that I'm going to speak over my life because I am putting my trust in God who could give me the power to be free. And if he says I could be free, nothing can separate me, then you know what, devil? Get your filthy hands off of me. Get your claws out of my back. Get your claws out of my life. And you're out of here. I evict you in the name of Jesus. And I take full authority because nothing's going to separate me from my God. And if that day demon comes, tell him to go right back to hell where he belongs. Say, you know what? You're not welcome here. I'm not going to entertain you. You're not going to come in here and mess with me and jack me all up and mess me all up. Because let me tell you something. I have put my trust in God who will give me the power to be free because nothing, nothing again, I say nothing shall separate me from his love. Nothing shall separate me. Oh, I can walk away from God anytime I want. But let me tell you, no power can separate me. No power could take me away. Now, why we would want to walk away is foolishness. 
mistakes, straight out foolishness. You've got eternal life or hell. Oh, I think I'm going to go to hell. I'd just rather live over here. Like, what's wrong with us? He's offering us eternity with him. Glorious peace that surpasses all understanding. No, I'd rather choose the torment. I'd rather choose torment. Yeah. Let me tell you something. We've got to believe that God's strength is greater than our sin. Did you hear that? God's power, God's power, God's anointing, God's strength is greater than our sin or anyone else's sin upon us. So if sin is just lurking over you and Satan throws your sin in your face and he goes, look what you did, look what you did. Say, you know what, Satan? I was forgiven, so leave me alone. My sins have been forgiven. They've been thrown away as far as the east is from the west. He's buried us in the deepest sea, never to rise up again. And he puts a no fishing sign here. You can't dig it up. You can't dig it up. It's been erased. And you know what? There's people that have put sin on you. You have some chains on you that others put on you. But you know what? Let Jesus take them off. Let the Holy Spirit remove them and then live free and say, you know what? You're not going to come back here to put them back on me. You don't have authority. Jesus answered the door. They're knocking at the door. Tell them to get lost. And Jesus will say, you keep a knocking, but you can't come in. Because greater, 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 greater is Jesus than the devil. Greater is that power. We've got to believe with all our heart that his power to free us is greater than the power that binds us. His power of freedom is greater. But you have to believe that. You have to believe that. Look, if I had a grown... 45-year-old man that's solid, he's healthy, he's strong, and I brought up a little five-year-old kid, and I said, who could beat who, hand-to-hand, hand-to-hand combat? I think everyone would agree the 45-year-old guy could take down that little five-year-old kid, hand-to-hand combat, no weapons, no nothing, just hand-to-hand. Why? Because he's a grown man, he's stronger. That's what God is And that's what the devil is to God. He doesn't have a chance. He doesn't have a chance. Yet in our eyes, in our mind, we go, Oh, the devil's winning. Oh, the devil's got me. Oh, the devil's got me on the run. Oh, the devil. I I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. I I think I'm going to do what the devil wants me to do instead of what God wants me to do. Because the devil's stronger. The devil's got me. The devil's got me on the run. Where does that come from? It sure doesn't come from God. It sure doesn't come from his word. It sure doesn't come from what he says. Yet, that's what we believe. We really believe because we don't put our trust in God. We don't put our trust in him. And we kind of put our trust because we kind of say, okay, I'm going to put my trust in God, but let's see how that works out. Let's see what really happens. Okay, God, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. What have you done? He's going, I'm waiting you to get rid of your attitude and let go so I can really take care of this. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Oh, man, we're lucky God doesn't zap us. Our attitude, our arrogance. God doesn't say, you know what? 
Shut up, man. Just for that, I'm going to make a chicharron out of you. Wow. What's that big old pile of dirt? That's Pastor Richard. He thought he was a real little hot shot. Are you with me? God's love, his compassion, he has not done to us what we deserve, death. The wage of the sin is death. Our arrogance, death. Our pride, death. And yet, he gives us more and more and more and more freedom. He's not slow as some believe. He's just patient, loving, and giving you a chance to repent so you don't go to hell. He's saying, don't you understand? You've got to put your trust in me. You've got to put your hope in me. You've got to put your total reliance in me and come to really believe and trust that I have the power to set you free. To really be free. Completely free. I mean, he's going to just cut the chains and you're going to be free. But too many of us are just like the people of Israel. We were locked up for so long in Egypt. We're finally free and we're going, we're free, we're free, we're free. Oh, it was better when we were locked up. We had to go back to Egypt. At least over there, they fed us. You're getting food from heaven. Wouldn't that trip you out? If every morning we got Bob the Burger from heaven. Wow. Now, see, it sounds like it'd be amazing. But even Bob's Burger would get old after a while. You know what I mean? And that's what they started complaining. Like, really? Manna again? Uh, manna again? We know every way. They even came out with a book, 365 Ways to Make Manna. <laughs> okay, maybe they didn't really come out of the book. But see, they were, they were tired of it. Same old, same old. God is performing a miracle, and they got tired of the miracle. God is delivering them, setting them, sending them food from heaven, and it wasn't good enough. God is giving you freedom, and it's not good. I, I, I know God wants to give me freedom. Pastor's preaching. He wants to set me free. Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Oh, shut up, Pastor. It sounds so sweet. That's because you're not believing. You still don't believe. You need to ask God to help your unbelief. You need to say, God, I believe, but help my unbelief. Because you know what, God? I believe you did all that in the Bible, but I just don't believe you could do it for me. Or I can believe you could do it for others. I'll even pray with you for others, but I don't believe you could do it for me. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Don't believe it. So, you know what? Leave me alone, God, because I don't believe it. You know what's awesome about God? He doesn't leave you alone. He's dying, and there's a thief on one side, a thief on the other. One is crying out to him, and he goes, I'm here. The other one is mocking him and cursing him. And guess what? Jesus was still there. He was right there for him. And even the other thief said, what's wrong with you, dude? This guy hasn't done anything, and you talk to him like that? What's wrong with you? Jesus didn't say anything. He just knew. That thief knew, man, even though I'm being a jerk, he's still here. <laughs> I mean, he could have zapped him. He said, God, take him out. This guy's annoying. I'm here trying to die in peace, and they won't even let me die in peace. 
Are, are you with me? He was there for him. God is there for you. He's going to be there for you even when you reject him, even when you mock him, even when you tell him, leave me alone. He goes, I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm here. I said I'd never leave you nor forsake you. I'm here. You might be bugged with me, but guess what? I'm not bugged with you. I love you. I created you. I made you in my image. I created you with a a mission in mind. I created you to do something that no one else could do because you are unique. Every single one of us is unique. I have a plan of action for your life. And you know what? You're trying to veer to the right or left from it, but guess what? I'm not going to let go because I am your God, the God of Israel. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I am the God of David, King David. I am the God that restores. I am the God that his name is Jesus. I am the God whose name is Holy Spirit. I am the God that will give you power to do things that you never thought you could even do. I am that God. I am the God that's going to empower you, that you're going to do things that you wish you could do, and now you're going to find out you could do them. That's the God I am. Can you guys look up Acts chapter 4? I think it's verse 29. Acts 4, 29. They had been preaching Jesus. And they got arrested. When you find it, can you put it up for me? Acts 4.29. And when they got called in, the king said, listen, you guys need to shut up with this Jesus stuff. You need to quit telling people that he could break the chains that binds them. He could set them free. And this is what they said. And now, O Lord, here's our prayer. Now, O Lord, hear our hearts. Hear, Lord, hear us, God. Hear our hearts and give us your servants. Give us great boldness in preaching your word. We want boldness. We want authority. We want power because we're going right up against the devil himself. They're trying to beat us. They're trying to imprison us. They're trying to enslave us. But God, give us boldness because we are not going to bow our knee. We are going to lift up the name of Jesus. We're going to preach the word of God. We're going to proclaim the word because he has set us free. We need boldness. Thank you, guys. That's what we need. Boldness. And after we put our trust in God, the third thing, if you really want to stay free, realize that once you, that Jesus sets you free, you've got to follow him. You've got to follow him if you're going to stay free. You've got to follow him. Some people are like, oh, finally I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. And then they go right back to the garbage they were in. They go right back to the place that he's pulled them out of. They go right back to the stinking thinking, the destructive thinking. They go back and they go, where's the God that's supposed to be so tough? Well, you walked away from him. You're not following him. You're not yielding to him. You're not seeking him. You're not holding on to him. He moved away. No, see, you moved away. I know I've told you the story before, but it's the old couple cruising down the road, and all of a sudden a car pulls up with a young couple, and the girl's right next to the driver, and she's there nibbling on his ear, and oh, they're all cuddly, huddly, huddly, and cuddly. 
And all of a sudden, the light turns green, and they take off. And the old lady looks at her husband and goes, Honey, you remember when we used to sit close like that? And he's driving, mind is looking straight. He goes, I sure do, babe, but I didn't move. Orale. He was still in the same place, right behind the driver's seat. Who's the one that moved away? Woman, get over here. He let her pull away and she pulled away. Let me tell you something. God isn't this God that's a tyrant and says, get over here, get over here. I'm not going to let you go. He says, I got you in the shallow of my hand. No one could snatch you out. But if you want to walk away, I don't know why you would, but I give you total free will. If you want to live under the power of your own power instead of the power that I give to set captives free, that's up to you. I'm just telling you that I have freedom for you. I'm just telling you, you want to live free and you want to stay free, then follow me, hold on to me, and don't walk away. How often do you read the Word of God? How often do you get in the Word? Has the Word even got into you? How often do you just cry out? You know what's really interesting is people that are in prison, they really do have a lot of time on their hands. So guess what? A lot of them are in the Word nonstop. Some of them have jobs, but not all of them. So they have more time. They don't, well, I mean, some have televisions and stuff, but there's still distraction in prison. But, man, you're choosing to be free. You might be behind bars, but I'm going to live free. And then you get out, and hola, life is demanding. Come on, get up, you got to go to work. Get up, you got to get the kids up. Get up, you got to get them dressed. Get up, you got to get them fed. Get up, you got to take them to school. Get up, you got to go to work. Get up, you got to pick up the kids. Get up, you got to cook dinner. Get up, you got to get them ready for bed. Get up, you got to get ready for bed. Get up, get, you're like, when do I have time to read the word? You used to have five, six hours a day. Now you're going, God, give me half an hour, please. Give me an hour, God, I miss you. And he goes, I miss my time with you too. And then we get lazy. And then we start walking left gutter. And then you don't know why you are like you are. I don't know what's wrong with me. I just, I don't even know if I believe. What do you mean you don't know if you believe? I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know if I even believe in God. I don't know if I believe in the church. I don't know if I believe in anybody because they're a bunch of fakes. You know what? Let me tell you something. Let me give you a heads up. There are fakes in this world. There's fake Christians. There's fake pastors. There's fake people. Quit putting your trust in people. Put your hope and trust in Jesus Christ. He's going to set you free. Realize that once you put your trust in him, he will set you free. And whom the son is set free, you're free. So quit walking as a slave and start walking with the free Jesus that freed you. The chain breaker. The one that transforms you. Luke chapter 9 verse 23. Then he said to the crowd, 
If any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross daily, and follow me. Every day. Man, we get saved and we're all excited and, hey, I'm going to church, I'm going to get baptized. I even got a Bible. I have a Bible and it's so cool. And hey, I read my Bible today and then tomorrow, I, well, I can't, well, I, I, I looked at my Bible. I did. I looked at it. I didn't, I didn't, no, I didn't, well, I didn't, no, I didn't read it. The, I, well, I, I saw my Bible. I didn't pick it up, but I saw it over there. You know, and I, that, I, I don't have to go to church. And then your life starts falling apart. And you go, golly, my life was a lot better when I used to go to church. And I used to pick up the Bible and read it. Hello! Don't you think you ought to get back to church and get back in the Word and get back with the Lord and start following Him and hold His hand and not let go again? Because you're free. you got to stay with Him. you got to keep walking with Him. John 8, 30-32 says, Then many who heard Him say these things believed in Him. And Jesus said to the people who believed in Him, You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You see, when you get in the Word of God, you start getting revelation, and you know the truth. When you start getting in the Word of God, and the Word of God starts getting in you, you start believing and you start seeing, and you start taking in, and you say, wow, Lord, this is heavy duty. This is crazy. I didn't even know the Bible addressed stuff like this. Golly, I started reading the Bible, and it's like if it's talking just to me. It is, because it's living and active. God is alive, and he's talking to you, and he talks to every individual. They can read the same passage, and every single person receives it different. Because God is trying desperately to come into our life and set us free. He's trying to come into our life and transform our heart and set us free. He's trying to get a hold of us and let us know that greater is he who is in in our heart. Greater is he who's in the word. Greater is he who's in this life that we live called Christianity is greater than the devil himself. And you keep getting fearful and scared to death of the devil. I'll just be honest with you. If I had to take the devil on all by myself, I would be fearful. But because I have Jesus... I just go, hey, big brother, can you take care of this? Can you take care of this? And you know what Jesus says? Watch out, mijito. Hey, little brother, move over. Little sister, watch this. And the devil runs. That says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Resist the devil. Stand up against his wildly schemes and say, Devil, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not going to believe you. I'm not going to open my ears to you anymore. You could go to hell where you belong. Get out of here. I don't want anything to do with you. 
Just today, Pastor Chuck was telling me he was ministering to a family who's been tormented by some spirits. And he said that the spirits had the kids locked in the bedroom. They could not open the door. They were scared to death to even go to it. And all of a sudden, they called the family and they go, you don't need us to go bring deliverance. You have the power, you're Christians. You have the power to take authority over those demons. And they prayed and they told the demons to go back to hell where they belong. And the kids opened the door and they were filled with great joy. I'm telling you, that's a real world that we deal in. Some of us have literally talked to demons. Some of us have seen demons. And others, we just entertain it. Oh, well, I might as well talk to them. What's wrong with you? Say, go to hell. You don't belong here. This household is a house of God. This is a Christian home. We have proclaimed the blood of Jesus over our household. So demon, go back to hell where you belong. You're not going to torment me. You're not going to torment my family. Satan, you have no authority over my family. So ask God to break the chains that bind you. Ask him to break the ties that bind you. And start living free. And if you need freedom. Man, if you need freedom. If you've never received Christ. You need freedom. And if you've never received Christ and you want to, raise your hand. Raise your hand. I I can't see, so I don't know if anyone has. But just cry out to God. And you know what? I, I, I pray that you would really just trust in Him. To put your trust in Him. To put your hope in Him. So if you need freedom over any area of your life that the devil's been tormenting you, He's been tormenting you. He's been tormenting your health. He's been tormenting your finances. He's been tormenting your spirit. He's been tormenting your marriage. He's been tormenting your relationships. He's been tormenting your relationship with your parents, with your children, with your siblings. He's been tormenting you. Today, take authority and say, Satan, You do not have authority over me. I'm putting my trust in you, Lord Jesus, because I don't have the power. My willpower isn't enough, but I'm calling on God's power, and I'm receiving his power, and Lord, I'm going to live in his power, and I'm going to put my hand in yours, and by putting my hand in yours, I'm going to have the victory. Because the Lord says, do not do not worry, just stay calm, for I will fight the battle for you. So let him fight it. Let him fight it. And if you need freedom from something, I encourage you to come up. You need freedom from a mindset that is tormenting you. I encourage you to bring it to the altar. If you need freedom because you're cussing all the time and You don't even know why you cuss and you can't seem to break free. You need to come up and say, set me free. Set me free from from the the lustful spirit I have of, of men or women. Of the pornography I'm involved in. The gambling I'm involved in. The drugs or alcohol or or cigarettes that I'm involved in. The the, the overeating or gossiping and, and gambling that I'm involved in. 
Guide me, help me, lead me, instruct me, set me free. So if you want freedom, I encourage you to come up. Would you stand with them as we at, with us as we sing this song? But if you want prayer, make your way up and then we'll close this out.
Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in our life. Thank you how you minister to us. Would you give it up for these three that they gave their life to Jesus? I didn't get to see their hand go up. But guys, we have a Bible and some stuff for you. We just follow Pastor Chris out when you're ready praying. Because we want you to know that the decision you made today is the greatest decision of your life. But the decision all of us have made, you at home, to choose to be free today. Believe it and hold on to it. When the devil comes to try to tell you, oh yeah, you think you're free? Say, yes I am. Go to hell. Go to hell in the name of Jesus. May the Lord rebuke you. Don't just you rebuke him. Say, may the Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. Because you have no authority here. I'm a child of the king. So trust him. Amen. Believe in him. Amen. Hold on to him. And ask him to set you free. So Father, thank you for what you're doing. What you've done. What you've begun. But Lord, that which you've begun, you are faithful to complete it. Father, whether they're here in this sanctuary or online. Father, bring deliverance, bring freedom, bring new beginning. Let it start right here, right now. I pray in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. We love you, church. God bless you. We'll see you men this Saturday. You're dismissed to go change lives and change Albuquerque. God bless you.